I'm your host, Annie Bowles, and this is News Du Jour. Hey, you guys, and welcome back to the News Du Jour, a calmer space to consume the news. So I have a new and really exciting sponsor to tell you guys about. A girl I went to college with started a business that I am so pumped about. So here's a question. Do you have a lingering skin issue that you can't seem to get rid of? Have you ever thought about going to see a skincare professional and then thought, when would I ever have time for that and won't it be expensive? If that's you, I've got you. Pro-T is a woman-owned beauty business based out of Virginia, but here's the thing. They specialize in virtual skincare consultations. Yep, you can be right on your couch, in your sweatpants, with your hair on top of your head. You don't have to go anywhere, but you can get top-of-the-line advice within your budget and guidance from a trained skincare professional called an esthetician. They also have a top-of-the-line, cruelty-free skincare line that is produced here in the U.S. so they can recommend products that they know will work for your skin that are tried and true. Your personal skincare professional will always recommend the products that are best fit for your skin. But if that happens to be a Pro-Tea product, they donate a Skin Confidence skincare kit to an unhoused woman for every purchase made. Y'all, I could cry. That is such a cool concept. I love supporting a business that is woman-owned and gives back. When you support them, you support our podcast. Book your consultation today at www.protea.com. All right, and without further ado, we'll go ahead and jump into the news for today. We have one mini story and then four longer stories for you guys. Let's jump in. So for that first mini story, Governor Gavin Newsom was in charge of selecting a replacement for late Senator Feinstein, and he chose Emily's List President LaFonza Butler for the job. She is both a black woman and a member of the LGBTQ community, and she is the first openly LGBTQ person to represent the state of California in the Senate. She will just be an interim replacement, but there are other candidates running for the seat in the long term. However, she could also choose to join them in that race in the future. So we'll definitely keep you guys posted on that. First up for today, the Nobel Prize. So a Nobel Prize has just been awarded to two scientists who were able to develop the mechanism behind the COVID vaccines. This novel vaccine was produced in under a year, if you guys remember, and likely led to saving the lives of millions worldwide. It was key to us coming back to normal life following the very serious pandemic. 
One of the two scientists is a woman originally from Hungary, and she went years and years without funding or academic backing. According to the New York Times, she was literally told that she was, quote, not faculty quality, end quote. I can't like, oh, this give me chills, really. This woman literally went on to save millions of human beings. Faculty quality? <laughs> My ass. She's like too good to be on someone's faculty. She is only the 13th woman to win this award. I get so emotional thinking about it. Now she plans to go into business actually with her daughter, who, by the way, has an MBA and is a two-time Olympic gold medal winner in the sport of rowing. (laughs) Random, but really cool. She met her co-winner over the copy machine of all places in the workplace. They initially teamed up to work on an HIV solution, and they were working on that when the coronavirus first hit. And that gave them actually a leg up on their work to figure out a COVID vaccine. They had been developing mRNA technology for years in advance of the pandemic. And it was that legwork that led to both the Pfizer and the Moderna vaccines. This particular scientist said that she only got to the breakthrough for the vaccine by repeatedly refusing to give up. She persevered through so many naysayers, so many haters, and she said she was fueled by people who told her it would never work. So I'm so inspired by this huge career moment that she's having at the age of 68, you guys. She's almost 70 years old, and only now at 68 is she being recognized for the genius that she is. And that's proof, if anything, that it's never too late, you guys. You are not behind. It is never too late to meet your destiny. All right, so I have two stories to do with Trump. Let's jump in. First and foremost, we have to talk about Scott Hall turning on Trump. So one of Trump's co-defendants in Georgia has pled guilty, and he is the first defendant in this case to do so. And let me tell you, it does not help Trump. He struck a deal with prosecutors in exchange for five years probation and a $5,000 fine. He also has to surrender all of his firearms and write a letter of apology to the people of Georgia. He will never again be allowed to take part in any activities related to voting or elections. This keeps Scott Hall out of prison, but probably puts a lot more info in the hands of prosecutors for the big fish that they'd rather fry. Trump himself and the 16 other co-defendants. Now, if for some reason he is found to have lied about his activities or about his co-defendants activities, then the whole deal can be revoked. This deal is reliant on his truthful testimony. They are beginning jury selection on October 20th for the two defendants in the case who will be going first. The jury will have to fill out questionnaires to begin with, all 450 of them that they are considering for this jury pool. Their trials are set to begin October 23rd, those two who are going first. Um, They invoked, if you guys remember, their right to a speedy trial, so they wanted to hurry it up and get this case over with, so these two people will be going first. We will definitely keep you guys posted on how everything unfolds. It's set to be an eventful month. 
And that leads us to our other story about Trump. So his fraud case trial has begun. Donald Trump arrived at the courtroom in New York yesterday to begin a civil trial that could last until Christmas at the absolute latest. Trump's two adult sons, Eric and Donald Jr., have also been found liable for fraud in this case, but they are actually represented by a separate lawyer from their famous father. Trump and his attorneys spoke to the crowds of reporters before entering the room, emphasizing their stance that this case is about politics, not business. That's how they see it. He also criticized both the judge and the AG, Letitia James, who is bringing the charges. This trial will be entirely ruled upon by the judge. There will be no jury involved. It's called a bench trial where the judge will decide everything. And he is no fan of Trump's. Yesterday, they heard from witnesses such as an accountant who worked for the Trump organization. They walked through financial documents. Trump seemed serious, angry, and bored at different moments throughout the day. The judge seemed to be enjoying himself, making jokes and kind of chuckling. Both sides presented their opening statements. They saw video footage from Michael Cohen explaining basically like the inner workings of the Trump organization from what he saw. During their break, Trump called for the judge in the case to be disbarred. So it was definitely an eventful day and things are just getting started, you guys. So stay tuned for more updates on this ongoing case. Okay, and for the final story today, in the wake of the narrowly avoided government shutdown, Democrats find themselves holding McCarthy's fate in their hands. Here's the irony, guys. Matt Gates was so pissed at McCarthy for working with the Democrats on a budget that he is now working with Democrats to try and oust McCarthy. I can't help but laugh at the, <laughs> the irony there. But at the end of the day, the Democrats now have the power in their hands to either oust or save McCarthy. And they have a lot more in common with somewhat moderate McCarthy than they do with far-right Matt Gates. Now they have their bargaining chip. How will they use it? Both sides are distrustful of McCarthy at this point because he broke his deal with Biden and then betrayed Gates in the 11th hour. So he's backstabbed both teams in the past like week or two. As I was headed to record this, I got the notification that Gates has like formally moved to oust McCarthy. So he is really taking this seriously and trying to get this done. I think Democrats, again, are probably more likely to side with McCarthy just because, you know, what's that saying about uh, the enemy, you know, uh, or the devil, you know, they'd rather deal with McCarthy who they know like what they're dealing with rather than roll the dice and potentially end up with someone worse in this position. But we'll have to wait and see. They definitely are more united and have a cooler head in this situation than either side of the Republican debate. So we'll definitely keep you guys posted. It is set to be, again, an eventful month. And that is the news du jour. Today, I wanted to leave you guys with the quote, Autumn is for those who find beauty in ending. 
If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you use to listen. A rate and review on that platform or a shout out on social media would mean the world to us and help us to be able to keep creating the news du jour and reach more people who need a calmer space to consume the news. But the best way to support all of our work is to become a patron at www.patreon.com forward slash sugar free media and that is also linked in our show notes you can follow us on social media at news du jour dot podcast on both instagram and tiktok you can follow my personal account at it's annie bowls on both platforms as well any little noises you may hear in the background are my rescue pup he has a little separation anxiety and always records with me We appreciate you listening and look forward to telling you about the news again next time on News Du Jour. Broadcasting from... Oh. Oh.